Hey, Daniel. Hey, Matt. How's it going? <laughs> was that just a burp? <laughs> it was just a, it was a sigh in the form of breath. How's it going? <sighs> Great. So we've been talking about doing a podcast called Taste Test. And we thought it would be a great idea for us to come up with how we're going to do it live on the air. <laughs> yeah. I think there's no real formula for this because we're the first two white guys that have ever made a podcast. Clearly. Yeah. So this is new ground. We're breaking right here, right in, now. In general, we thought, what would be funny? What what could we contribute to the podcast? Uh, oeuvre. Ecosphere. Oeuvre. oeuvre. Ecosphere. Wavre. <laughs> the podcast the podcast hors d'oeuvres <laughs> and we were like man um no one gives enough credit to the songs that we hate the most and man, so we a thought lot of songs that we hate the most what if we each pick a handful of songs we can't stand write them down chop them up into pieces of paper each pick one and then try to defend the other person's pick <laughs> <laughs> why is your shitty song actually good yeah what's redeemable about this shitty song i also love the idea of me also hating the song but having to fight for it so how are we gonna do this thing well we each wrote down a list of many terrible songs and a lot of them were the same a lot i'm proud to say <laughs> we have similar tastes maybe that's we where did. we start yeah What's your musical taste, Matt? What What's your favorite song? What's my favorite song? Grayson asked me this yesterday and I don't have an answer. It's so hard to answer that question. I think in my life my favorite song is You Are My Sunshine. Oh yeah. Like in general at the end of my like life. Like just anybody that sings it that, or a particular yeah, version. Like a, a, a one-legged cat could be meowing it outside and I'd be like this is the best thing I've ever heard. Just because that song means so much to me, man. Like, yeah, it's a great like, song. Like, through my life, it's meant a lot. It's Otis Redding did a version of that song. It just never doesn't hit home, dude. It's like church, you know? Like, it hits it hits like the back of my head. My mom used to sing that song to my sister. It's always related to some sort of, like, whose grandparent doesn't know it. Like, it's, like, generational and wider than pop music. She never music. sang it to me. <laughs> <laughs> she sang it to my sister. She liked okay. her better. So put that on your list. Yeah. <laughs> No, I still like it. I just, you know, it I love that song. Me of my terrible childhood. And man, I grew up doing like Chattanooga Boys Choir and church singing, and so like anything that has like sing along harmonies in it, like I'm a sucker for. Oh, I'm a sucker for it, man. Yeah, that Noah Gunderson stuff, like hoof. Yeah, give me like reverb and some soulful vocals, like I'm a sucker for it. I feel you. What's your favorite? My favorite song. It's a hard one. I always go to Jimi Hendrix's version of All Along the Watchtower. It's probably my favorite song. My very first favorite song was Summer of 69 when I was five years old. That album was constantly in my Walkman. I pretty constantly listened to Brian Adams it's, until I was about That's a, so far so good, right? That album? Reckless. Reckless. Summer really? 69. Wasn't it the one with a wheel on the front? No. It's the one with his face on the front. There was a few with his face on the I'm, front, but his face was the closest. I'm conflating two different albums. I'm thinking of the one So that, far, so good, Head. I don't know. That was like a 90s album. That was after the Robin Hood film. Mm -hmm. Yep. Never mind. Sorry. The Prince of Thieves. Yep. The Duke of Robbers. God, that movie. That's a great movie. Um, I have many feelings about that movie. <laughs> oh, it's a good one, though. I mean, it's not really that good, but- I saw it in the theater. I loved that song. Yeah. I used to sit in my room, play darts by myself, and listen to that song and sing along. I thought I was the coolest person on earth. Dude, Brian Adams is I love Brian Adams. A big part, like a big part of my musical journey. And I don't think I've admitted that to many people. <laughs> there's, there's no need to, really. It it shines through in your compositions. <laughs> All right. What's your if I'm going to pick something that's like a surefire for you, no matter what, what genres are you like a, a sucker for? Oh, well, anything sad and gray and lonesome, I probably like it. 
like one guy and a guitar yeah. or a piano or a uh, banjo. Yeah. You want to feel feelings? Yeah, I like it. I like that. I think it plays into my clinical depression. Your oeuvre? My, my, <laughs> my ovre. My ovaries. Plays into my ovaries. Uh, my wife is the polar opposite. Now, like, I'll just, like, be cranking the just all the way up in the fields in the middle of some mm. huge part and she's just like why, are you why do you listen to this shit why are you doing this to yourself elizabeth does the same bossa thing bossa nova or some yeah like, why let's don't get, you let's listen get the vibe what's <laughs> going on here totally. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of happy music you could hear that's right yeah no i don't as a general rule like happy music all that yeah. much it's hard it's hard for me too some i feel like it. i feel like there's not there's only a couple emotions you can convey yeah. in happy music. Even even like the era of pop punk and happy, funny music, I always liked the the, the downer songs on those albums, the minor chord songs. Yep. Making it blue as much as you can. Yeah. What's something you absolutely hate? Like in, in music in general, if I throw a song your way, you're almost always going to hate it if it's this kind of thing. Mm. And hey, we don't know this about each other. This is us learning this, this right is now. Brand new. We've honestly never met. No. Yeah. I was just walking down the street and he said, Hey man, <laughs> you're like 40 and white. You want to do a podcast? I said, Why I'm not doing anything else tonight. <laughs> Why aren't you currently podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Well, I am. <laughs> it's my walk cast. Um, something that I just hate. I hate music that sounds like like a commercial like a like a marketing gimmick i don't like that sometimes commercials do that to bands yeah but then there are some bands that just sound like that yeah like like imagine dragons like imagine dragons <laughs> i am convinced that they're not real maybe they're like live it's real people yeah. but it's computers put together by coca-cola bottling company to sell <laughs> soda I mean, we have the technology, right? I've yeah. seen I've seen robot dogs walk around with handguns. Like, yeah, somebody can do absolutely. this. <laughs> somebody can do this. What's Lex Friedman working on right now? The next Imagine Dragons band? <laughs> it's got to be something. They're busy selling Apple computers. Um, my surefire, I'm gonna hate this. Is anything where there are lyrics that mean nothing? Oh yeah. If you're gonna go to the trouble to put lyrics on a song. And they don't mean anything. I'm not talking about Beck. I'm not talking about purposeful postmodern yeah. craziness. That's yeah. intentional. Sure. I'm talking about groove is in the heart. <laughs> my summer dish, my succotash wish. Stop. Like, stop talking. Yeah. That's not. We just rhymed it. That's that's yeah. an attractive person came up with something with a good voice and no one stopped them. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate. Yeah, that's pretty. Bad. I don't have any, like, tolerance for these lyrics or garbage. God, Especially that's one of in my favorite songs. songs ever. <laughs> Especially in kids' songs like Disney, because uh -huh. certain songs knock it out of the park. Yeah. And you and I hear a million of these. And when someone just phones it in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like you're getting paid more money than God. Just hire shot. somebody yeah. to write a song. Yeah. Call Lynn Manuel Miranda again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm sure he could rap the same thing over and over again. He'd be happy to. <laughs> Oh, I am bothered by him. Mm -hmm. I know he's, I know he's great. Everybody loves him. What's, what's the thing about him? I don't disagree. <sighs> the like, I sound like I'm about to cry quick, rapid fire. My yeah. emotions. Yeah. Are he has this song or this movie where he's the voice of a Coco. Not Coco. No. It's a monkey, right? Yeah, he's like a. I think he's a monkey or like a lemur. I don't know. Yep. It's a Bebo. Hey, Bebo. Yep. Yeah, man. My kids watched that a lot for a while. And Me, I same. Couldn't take it. No. I don't like it. All right, we're picking songs. So, for those of you who can't see us, we've written a, <laughs> everybody. We've, we've we've written on five pieces of different size paper five different songs that suck in our opinion we've given them to the other person matt has mine i have matt's and we're gonna pick one and then we're gonna try our damnedest to argue why it's not a shitty song 
why it's a good song. So I am going to, I was going to take off my hat, but I have headphones on and I can't. So I'm going to put all these songs in a beer koozie. Just so you can get the full effect. It's a beer koozie that says 1946 Cleveland Browns. I really appreciate your going the extra mile to make this legit. I'm like the Ernest Hemingway of <laughs> beer koozies <laughs> of podcasts. I'll explain everything <laughs> as I sit on a green couch, maybe blue, <laughs> fumbling through pieces of torn graph paper. My mind wanders to who last used this koozie. It was me. It was I. And what was their relationship with their father? <laughs> Non-existent. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are on Team Honkinen, I'm using a bag that I found. What's it have on it? Um, it Nothing. says Parachute. White. I'm assuming it's a bedsheet company. Oh. Garment washed. Nice. And I use it as a snare mute. All right. I'm using it for a bag now. Snare mute. That's a good band name. I've got one. Go ahead. My song is <laughs> You'll Be In My Heart. <laughs> By Phil Collins. <laughs> All right. Can I preface this by saying I deeply love Phil Collins. I deeply love Genesis. Phil Collins. Too. I mean, I really, really love Phil Collins. Um, it's very hard for me not to point to many Phil Collins songs that I think are genuinely amazing. But I'll also quadruple emphasize how much I fucking hate this song. <laughs> yes. This is Matt. Just a clarify this is a list of songs that matt hates and this is one yeah of his most hated songs one of my favorite songs in the whole world is easy lover really yes i love that song i want to listen to that after this just because <laughs> it's a good song <laughs> philip bailey who sings on that song it's just phenomenal i know a lot about that song because i did some research because a long time ago i did a podcast episode just about that song tell me about that song philip bailey so that song's not on a Phil Collins album. It's on a Philip Bailey album called yeah. Chinese Wall. And he used to be in Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm -hmm. And Phil Collins, after he left Genesis, did this whole string of producing. He produced some ABBA and some Philip Bailey. And um, he they wrote a whole album. And then there was another a third guy, I forget his name, that worked on the album that said there's not a hit on this album. And so they went back and just wrote Easy Lover. Just wrote it just because they knew it. It was hit. a spite song. Yeah, just like like okay, here's a hit. Gotcha. Take their jacket. That whole album's off. great. Man. They stretch. Philip Bailey, his voice is just fucking phenomenal. We should just pause here and cue that song up for a little bit. We should. <laughs> Phil Collins is a deep well. I feel like we could do a whole episode about him. <laughs> and I, one of my earliest, like, core memories of music is my dad's record player listening to um, In the Air Tonight, of course, because God, I was little song. and that, you know, drum fill was everything to me yeah. for a long time. Uh, and setting up pillows in a stage pattern, putting lights on, turning the lights off having a group huddle with my brothers and telling them what instruments they were playing so I could play drums so I could play the solo Oh man! and impress my parents. And they clapped and I was like, <laughs> this is what I want to do. I'm going to be Phil Collins. I want to do this forever. <laughs> and that literally gave birth to my love of playing drums because uh, how many drummers were born because of that moment? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Phil Collins is responsible for a lot of drummers. Yeah. Yes. Man. What a drummer. What a hard hitting, great, <sighs> Just there's not many people who can sing and play drums and be cool and look like he does and still get away with it and yeah. still be cool. Somehow, somehow he's cool. Not the video cool. for I Can't huh. Dance, like there's nothing cool about it. And it's the mm. coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His, uh, I, I mean, I guess he's just confident. I don't know. Because you see a lot of guys that look like Phil Collins yeah. in life and they're not cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he has the same sort of confidence as like a ZZ Top. Like, yeah. It comes across as cool and it's polar opposite it's businessman cool yeah nothing about it is actually cool no it's business casual cool i'm glad I, th this is the first pick dude i'm glad yeah. 
You'll be in my heart. I what like, a great I, way to start. I'm going to have to re-listen to it oh, before yeah. I argue. It's not going to be hard to argue for right. that one. Yeah, I might already have. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was already a good case for me not hitting When I argue, I'll be like, hold on. Didn't this guy really inspire you to play drums? All right. Case closed. It's my closing argument. Done. That's all it takes. All right. What did you get? I want to iterate that we're actually doing this. We don't just have a list of songs no, and we're like pointing and to one. I was holding one for a long time and I have put it back in the bag. I have not looked at it. We're really picking songs. I'm shuffling a lot right now. It's a total blind, blind choice. All right. Here we go. This is one of Daniel's top five most hated knocking on heaven's door <laughs> oh not the bob dylan version the g and f and r version is this a hot take i think it probably is a hot take it's i, I like guns and roses as much as maybe you like phil collins <laughs> i like guns and roses as much as i like phil collins. who wins who wins phil collins versus guns and roses phil collins it's gotta be phil collins yeah i think he's superior so that just told me that i actually don't like guns and roses as much as <laughs> phil collins but i do like guns and roses and there's there's many times when i've danced around my living room holding a hairbrush being a seven-year-old boy oh, just dude. jamming to paradise Absolutely. city dude dude also like guns and roses might be a one-trick pony but it's a real good trick yeah man <laughs> it's i mean that pony's long dead yeah <laughs> and we don't want to kick a dead horse <laughs> but <laughs> Knocking on heaven's door. I bet there are some people in the world that this is their top three. Oh shit, yeah. Like they probably like got married to the song uh, or they like first dance. Conceived their first kid listening yeah. to this in the back back of a car somewhere. And they're, they're like, Hold on, hold on. This is the part where they dial the phone. The fuck is that? Shh. Everyone be quiet. He's gonna dial the phone. Turn it up a little bit, man. <laughs> man, I just think there's a lot of people they who've don't. done Bob Dylan right by covering his songs really well. Man, oh man. This is not one of them. No, it's not. I think Dave Matthews Band's version of All Along the Watchtower is better than this version of Knocking on Heaven's Door. That's a hot take. That's a, like U2's version of All Along the Watchtower is better than this. Oh, man. I might be on your side with this. It's a bad song. It's easy for me to fight for this, for redemption. I do have a thread. Talented people. I have a thread in mind, but your argument is very convincing. <laughs> It's a shitty song. It's shitty. I want to argue against you because, while you're arguing for it. <laughs> because I'm not having to redeem it yet, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade at it and say their cover of the song highlights the bad parts of the song. Yeah. Like every shitty part of the song is emphasized by Axl Rose. Absolutely. The The good thing about that song is, is the the poetry right like it's it's the lyrics yeah and then axel rose yeah just doesn't just just doesn't work to this day he's uh, not the bob dylan of my generation <laughs> no has dylan ever said what he thinks about this uh, we could probably google that that's probably somewhere i don't know i can't imagine he likes it he probably likes the cash he made maybe maybe true. i don't know maybe true. not i mean it was like it was a big hit i don't know i don't know much about that i have many questions i would imagine he's not a guns and roses fan i can't imagine him even listening to it yeah with like like hearing a couple notes of it and just kind of grimacing as he turns it off <laughs> how many i mean how many <laughs> if he had to sit and listen to all the covers of his songs he'd probably be Jesus. dead before he'd finish them all yeah. This one's especially bold too. Like, who picks a Dylan song? Come on, yeah, come on, man. Like, whose idea was that? Probably Axel. Yeah, that's probably Axel. Not Slash. I can't imagine Slash being like, "Hey, man, it was Duff." Let's cover. There was some other guy in the band. <laughs> this is probably Duff. Duff finally has an idea. <laughs> Way to go, cover Duff. a Dylan song. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> they needed some more shit for that album. Oh, this is what is that one. on? Use your illusion two one. The red one or the I blue one? I can't remember, man. They get mixed up to me. I can't remember. And then was it Chinese Chinese <laughs> democracy? democracy? Yeah. Uh, get political. Uh, remember a spaghetti incident? Yes. I can't. Guns and Roses is 
that a Charles Manson wrote a song for the spaghetti incident. Uh, it's a slippery slope, dude. It is. Does that all stops it it's real easy to, it's real easy to argue that they're not a good band oh yeah <laughs> and it's also really easy I mean, to argue if we're talking present tense they're not oh. a good band but they were i think i would I, I think band. i would say they could they could be a great band like they were occasionally a great band yeah and then the, a lot of times they weren't <laughs> i have i've long said that uh the solo for Sweet Child of Mine is the greatest rock Dude. and roll guitar solo ever. And people laid who down. people who hate on that song are just hating. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, a, it's it's a, a great song. It's impossible to argue that it's not at least like a well crafted mm. piece of art. Like whether or not you resonate with it, that's fine. Yeah. But dude, that's like being like, ah, Free Falling sucks. Like, mm, yeah, it doesn't suck. I understand that you've heard it too many times, yeah. but. There's a reason why that song is what it is, <laughs> which is what we're trying to shy away from on this podcast is not i don't like this song because i've heard it a bunch and it's just stupid it's honestly more like, dude that my list i cut 10 out because of that yeah i like try I, to i put hey jude on there i put like <laughs> really and i was like i can't do that that's, <laughs> that's not true great song. yeah it's not true i'm sick of that it's song. an overplayed song yeah i mean it smells like teen spirit is an overplayed song but it's hard to do that you got to like separate yourself from that and separate yeah. yourself. Like for me, it was separate myself from like bad memories of songs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, this reminds me of, you know, Jessica, or it reminds me of this <laughs> friendship that I, you know, whatever. Oh, Jessica. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to look at the song as a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not as my recollection of it. I think I, like, my main criteria was is this sonically horrible? Yeah. Like, when I listen to this, am I just like, fuck, man, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. I can't handle it. And sometimes, it's just like the way the guy looks when he's singing it. And I'm just like, dude, this sucks. You suck, dude. <laughs> if, if one little piece of the puzzle yeah. is a vibe killer, it kills the whole thing. That does it. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bands from the mid 2000s. And it's just like, yeah. No, man. Production does that for me, I don't too. I like you. <laughs> no, exactly. Dude, production does that for me, too. If I hear a song that is a great song and it's horribly recorded and horribly produced and the mixing is, is gross, it's like, dude. This yeah. deserves better. Like, yeah. And now I hate it because of that, not because of the song. Yeah, exactly. So there's our scientific uh, process. Analysis of why song. Knocking on Heaven's Door is not as bad as oh. Daniel thinks it is. All right. I think we should break, right, and, break. and deliberate. We have to listen to these songs. And then we'll come back and make our redemption cases. All right. That was a great break. I feel very strong. We about, listened to two terrible songs. I feel very good right now. And we've put together two <sighs> wafer thin arguments for why they're good. Hey, man, I could tell by how much you wrote during the song that you had a great idea. So I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, honestly, before the past few days, I, <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, I should probably Google what the different parts of a good argument are. And I never did. Me either. <laughs> and so I don't have a great argument, but I have a lot of solid points <laughs> that I'll go through and we'll talk about them. I think normally when we do this, 
podcast with a guest. It's, it's probably something we didn't mention. We'll probably have a guest on who will bring their shitty songs and we'll argue for those. So yes. they're not songs that we already think suck. Because <laughs> it's, uh, I've come to realize that Matt and I share a great deal of a great deal of, I don't even know the word. I've lost the word, but it's oeuvre. We, it's oeuvre. It's hors d'oeuvres. We share a lot of the same tastes in music and also shitty music. So a lot of what he thinks sucks, I also think suck. But when we have guests on, we might actually like those songs that they think suck. I hope that happens. I do. I want to argue for a song that I love. And I also want to argue for a song that I hate. And I want my own argument to turn it around for me. <laughs> yeah. I thought I mean, we might end up with a, a playlist of shit we really love. <laughs> like, man, we just, we realized man. all the songs we hated, we actually don't hate. You know, all I can listen to now is Steve Miller Band. <laughs> I did notice how much Steve Miller Band There's showed up on your Steve list. Steve Miller Band. More than mine. Because just let the cat out of that bag. But Steve I, Miller Band sucks. But I d- <laughs> <laughs> a lot that's a hot take for several hot people <laughs> there's a lot of our dads who would disagree <laughs> several dads just heaved they're like wait a uh, minute i'm a joker and a toker uh, <laughs> they call me the midnight smoker or whatever the fuck he says most of my late college identity was wrapped up in this <laughs> we went down to the moon tower with steve miller when he came to town and played with <laughs> fucking steely dan <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the same shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about Steely Dan. Steely Dan and Steve Miller were most certainly friends. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Steely. He's like, hey, Steely, you guys want to come over and see my new cat? <laughs> I feel like that's what they did. I got a new cat. Dan, come over. He's like, sure, buddy. <laughs> I'll bring my cat. <laughs> Steve Miller is definitely a cat guy. <laughs> he's Absolutely. Yeah, he's not a dog guy. That's, a, that's another reason why Steve Miller sucks. <laughs> but I do like cats. The animal, not the musical. Hot take. Daniel still likes cats. I do. Like yeah, that musical sucks. It does suck. But here's a hot take. All musicals suck. God, I have yet <laughs> I've yet to find one that, that I don't have some problem with. Phantom of the Opera is okay. If you like musicals i don't know bad masks that mask is not cool there's nothing about he's that not mask scary. that's cool he's supposed to be scary or no. something it's not scary no that's a how many kids do you see dressing as the phantom of the opera for halloween zero. Zero ever yeah. like not cool not scary <laughs> and neither one of those things <laughs> or mr rump mr rumple teaser neither that either cats is awful yeah i don't cats know. is awful it's it's is the it? first musical I ever saw with my girlfriend at the time. And I remember a third of the way in thinking, holy Why are these crap. people dressed up as cats? Yeah, like, I people? don't want to be here. Yeah, like, why? Why? <laughs> why any of this? <laughs> there are very few times where I've been at a show and been like, I got to go. <laughs> now. Like, I have, to, I have to find a reason to get out of here. The only time I ever did that was at a uh, Mannheim Steamroller Christmas concert. <laughs> Well, was, also cool that you saw them live. So cool. I'm, I'm legit. <laughs> I would be, I would be starstruck, but also leave. <laughs> it was, um, it was bad. It was not good. How big is the orchestra, by the way? There was, oh, there's like two orchestras, right? I think there's twelve people. Oh, right. It wasn't a lot. Part of it was on a video screen, and they played along to like some lady singing on video I don't, it was i was in a seat that was very cramped it was hot i was wearing like a sweater a christmas sweater it was just a miserable Watching experience Manheim steamroller dude Manheim steamroller the the sheer amount of human beings that know Manheim steamroller is amazing to me it is like the reach is crazy like yeah. it's crazy it's just, it, it it kind of proves that you can you can carve out a niche anywhere. You can nickelback it. And be successful. <laughs> nickelback it. <laughs> Have you seen that video of him when they get booed off the stage in Spain or whatever? Mm. Do you get hit with a rock? Something crazy happens yeah. like that. And he kind of stops and he's like, 
y'all don't want to hear any rock and roll at all? Like, not this rock and roll. And they're like, no. And he's just like, we're out of here, man. I'd rather only. And the way he says it, I'm like, oh, just let him play his song. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> he's like, man. But do you guys hate us that much? Not... Yeah. No. You hate us that much? Poor like, Chad. he literally was just like pleading, like, Chad. you don't want to hear rock at all? Like, not even us. <laughs> no, we do. This is who's coming on after you. Anybody? Three Doors Down? Rather hear that. Oh my God. I'd rather only listen to Three Doors Down forever than yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. Three Doors Down. I used to love Three Doors Down. There was a moment for me. It quickly went away, but there was a moment where I was like, yeah, this band. All right. Good. Kryptonite? Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a lot of hat wearing why is this guy was wearing that tattered ball cap That's weird. It, there's some weird thing where some songs you don't realize they suck until later yeah like it when you first hear them you're a like a lot of these are that all way. right yeah i was that way i've had a steve miller album and then like four listens later you're like man i don't know about this yeah what for is me, that for me it's usually finding out who else likes it <laughs> like oh man like who's i don't want to be it. in this this isn't my click it's like one time I went to jail and I looked around. I was like, this isn't me. Ew. This is the last time I ever went to jail. I'm the one that doesn't like, belong here. Yeah, like that's, I need to change something. Maybe it's three doors down. I'll ask you about that <laughs> on our other podcast. Yeah, that was a fun one. It wasn't for anything violent or or predatory. It was a <laughs> vehicular traffic related incident. I was just driving on a suspended license. It wasn't for bad anything real bad your uber's clean though. don't worry i have my, got a clean ouvre oevra i got to figure out how to really pronounce that ouvre ouvre lacroix lacroix ricky bobby crepes hey man no matter how this ends can we get crepes after this <laughs> they're like thin pancakes <laughs> Oh, man. We've resorted to quoting funny movies already. That's what happens in any good conversation. It's our humor. I don't think of my own jokes. I use other people's. All right. Who wants to go first? I think you have to go first. All right. You drew first. I drew first just to remind the audience. This is where I'll insert the hook of you'll be in my heart i picked you'll where be he does in my the, heart the fourth key change on the song yes the second chorus where you're now in a flat minor mixolydian scale all right so i have a list of things and i won't go in any particular order since we talked about key changes hold on do we get to are we doing rebuttals as the people go we can just talk okay i think we can just if i feel if i feel it. the spirit move me i'm gonna yeah chime in you mentioned the key changes. I'm just gonna say key changes are hard. It's tough. And he did a lot of them. <laughs> he had a few. And it's t- to the untrained ear, I'd say it's pretty unnoticeable. So I don't mind the key changes. I love Phil Collins. I'm just gonna say that throughout this. That I do like Phil Collins. I agree with you on that. I love Phil Collins. There's probably a moment where I thought the song was okay. No, probably not. I don't think I ever really liked this song. It's not that I hate this song. It's that I don't care about this song much. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the in the catalog of Phil Collins. But we're talking about it. I listened to it. And the things that strike me are that this is done in a time. Where was this come out? 90 whenever tarzan came out Uh, yeah yeah yeah. early 90s 90s spot on singing i mean production quality his vocals like there's no magic in that he just sang it yeah just straight up just like everything else he just sang it and it's perfect and he changed keys a lot and it sounds great the drums are badass in this song and and not badass like cool (laughs) but but (laughs) badass like good yes and um, it, it, it even when the drums kick in, I mean, we could listen to it. The drums kick in the first intro, great fill. And every fill I wrote, here's what I wrote. Drums are sick, bro. 
drum fill before each change in the song. So between each chorus and verse, he's got some kind of fill, and they're all different, and they're all great. Yep. As a drummer, I think that's pretty cool. It redeems the song a bit for me. Um, this <laughs> it seems like I wrote a lot, but I didn't. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's. I'm not even going to convince myself that this is a great song. But after listening, it's the first time I've probably listened to the full song since 1992 because I usually just skip it. Yep. If it comes on on a Phil Collins playlist that I'm listening to. But as I was listening to it, I tried to imagine another band singing it, another band playing it, and how they would do it during that time frame. And it could be good. Imagine. And I don't mean good like we'd like it. But it could be a Bon Jovi song. I could hear Bon Jovi song. It could be a Bon Jovi song. Probably could be a Soundgarden song. (laughs) But that'd be funny if it was. (laughs) There's There's too many key changes. But. My final redemption for this song, and it's really just kind of a half-assed, like, my guess is Disney went to Phil Collins. I doubt he wrote this song, and they were like, this is the song for Tarzan, right? I doubt this was, like, already a Phil Collins song. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was already something he was working on. But my guess is Disney said, here's this really bad disney movie here it is you need to watch this and you need to write a song that kids will like it's not for us it's supposed to be for kids right i think which doesn't really get that mark but maybe it's for moms maybe it's for dads i don't know i don't i don't really know you probably know more about that than i would definitely would but he had to watch tarzan and he had to write a song about like love. And Tarzan, I mean, really, it's been a while since I've watched it, but he pretty much beats a woman into submission, right? Until she loves it. I don't even know. Like he's like a <laughs> yeah, like what, half monkey. What is, what is the takeaway from Tarzan? <laughs> like he's like, do they love each other really? Like I don't. It's been. I know it's an old. It's older than Disney, right? It's like old. But I don't, sounds bad as a as a student of literature right but i don't know a lot about tarzan but i know that he's like sort of like a jungle book mowgli type character who's a ripped yeah loincloth wearing man yep who meets a scientist's daughter and like drags her away through vines swinging through trees and then she somehow falls in love with him yeah write a song that was a hit they probably told him it had to be a fucking hit like it's tarzan like we've pumped six billion dollars into this movie <laughs> and we need you phil collins to watch this weird jungle rape movie <laughs> and write a song that kids will like that doesn't suck yeah and he almost did it he almost did it <laughs> he almost did it and he did it i I'm guessing it was a multi-international success as a song. There's no way it's not one of his top songs. Yeah. Here's the problem I have with it. All right. I love Phil Collins, too. I love him. Clearly, dude's amazing at his skill. Like, the key change thing, the reason it pisses me off, it's a fucking kid's movie. Yeah. (laughs) Point number one, it's a kid's movie. Being accessible is kind of the thing. Like, hey, this is for everyone. You can sing it along. You can play it at home. You can learn it on piano for a recital. (laughs) Fuck you, Phil Collins. Like, Jesus, man. He's like, I'm making this fun for me. When I hear this song, I imagine Phil Collins straightening his tie and looking at me like, "Mm, you, bro, put four key changes in a fucking song. Look at this, bro. It's a key change for each Grammy. Yeah. Like, I get it, man. (laughs) I get that you can do this. It's cool that you can do this. All I hear in the song is just him flexing on everybody. It's like unneeded. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's great. It sounds amazing. Of course it does. Dude, the drums sound great. You're right. Mm. They sound amazing. Also, he has an 
unbelievable instinct with like when a drum should do anything. Yeah, and when it shouldn't. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Like it's a master class in percussion, for sure. Yeah. Like but that so was every Genesis song, so was everything he ever does. Yeah. Um that makes ho- sense. Holy crap, these these key changes, man. So that's the killer for you? It kills me because immediately, like, to me, the thing that I look for in a song is, like, it translates. Like, when I hear a Bob Dylan song, I can feel humanity in it, and I can, like, empathize with him, and I can can connect. This song tells me that Phil Collins is smarter than me. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not an invitation to anything i'm smarter than these kids it's just like yo big daddy's got some music theory like that's what it sounds like i'm like cool you did it phil go get a grammy like i don't know (laughs) which you probably did right and genesis his other stuff it is inviting Uh it's like you can do this shit well that's what i feel like yeah like when you hear like in the air tonight it's like a, a communication with you as a listener like you can like get into it like you feel like you can do it too. Yeah. And like this feels the opposite to me. It's like I'm gonna teach you how it really is. And that's fair. That that's my big beef with it. That's fair. I have not convinced myself that it's a good song. <laughs> so I doubt I convinced anybody else. You're about to you're mainly about, because it's not a good song. You're about to rebuttal knocking on heaven's door back yes. into the gray for me because during my review of that. You were kind of like, I started slipping into your side. <laughs> it's a bad song, man. It is. It's, it's a hard five it's minutes. It's not to a bad through. song. The thing is, because it's not their song. It's a hard five minutes to get through. It is. There's no reason to not skip that song <laughs> ever. The next song, I don't care what it is. The next song it's, is it's better the than that. Song. Unless the next song is tub thumping, the next song is probably better than that. <laughs> and not because they're not good. At what they do. If we ever make a t-shirt, that's the quote on the t-shirt. <laughs> Unless the next song is tub, tub thumping, the next song is not better than... <laughs> it's a long quote. That's okay. That's very That'll be good. on the XL t-shirt. Uh, that's very good. All right. Yeah. I feel like that was a great redemption case also. Like, I do believe and agree with most of what you said. Yeah. I don't know if it, it, it won the hearts of people it's a hard world to over for baby i don't but, know a lot of people that love this song i'll say that no. who have you ever talked to that's like that's our song yeah you'll that's you'll be tarzan's in my heart our was movie. Our first, it was our, our first dance was, at our wedding our love story was just like tarzan no people don't talk about this song ever <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that it's a hot take i feel like people generally don't like this song <laughs> um all, all right, right. Knocking on Heaven's Knocking Door. Knocking on Heaven's Door, the cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door, the Guns N' Roses cover. All right, this was... I honestly had forgotten a lot about this song. Like, I thought I remembered I it until I heard the phone dial. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Mm, man. All right, my first point, the first thing I wrote on here for Case of Redemption is slash is slash right from the beginning. And like, slash the, is very, the very first five seconds of the song was just great guitar tone and amazing playing right away. Uh, my second point on this, actually, I'm going to skip to the the main point of this. This whole fucking production sounds like Axl Rose and Slash fighting. <laughs> it sounds like Axl being like, fuck you, man. Like you wanna, I'm going to sing over your solo. <laughs> you want to play guitar? I'm just going to... Like it sounds... Oh, right. it, this song sounds like an amazing band in an amazing studio with amazing production and lots of drugs. Yeah. And then Axl Rose having a pity party. Yeah, he doesn't shut up. He will not stop singing. Never. There's not, Never. A, there's not a minute after he starts singing that he stops singing. It's worse than like Robert Plant. It's awful. Like way worse. <laughs> And I'm having a hard time defending that at all because he, well, my redemption case for this is it's a great song that Axl Rose had a pity party over. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else in the band who Duff sounds fucking great. Yeah. The bass is awesome. The drums are outrageous. Slash sounds incredible. When it gets big, it gets big. Oh, and they sound great. And that choir at the end is great. And But the, why? It's just Axl, dude. It's just him. <laughs> well, 
He's the thing that sucks. When Usually. You, when, you, when you point to this cover sucking, it's him moaning over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what all this a lot of women to. said that, too. You know, it sucks. I wrote, Rose moaning over me. I wrote point number two was the production is aces. Mm-hmm. Point number three, Axel is what you actually hate, not the song. Mm. <laughs> well, and then yeah. I wrote point number four, the solo is amazing. Yeah. The guitar solo Every is great. Every solo he does is great. It's great. But, so, my rebut to all of that is why why did they do this song why and maybe there's a reason maybe it speaks to them i don't know but why is there a church choir like if you listen to the bob dylan version of the song stripped down like any other bob dylan song right but it why why are there four guitar solos I don't know. Maybe it's Guns N' Roses. They don't even do that in their own songs, right? I mean, there's only one or two. November Rain. Yeah, that's ah, like, there's not four. You're right. There's a lot of guitar solos in the song. There's a phone call in the song, which I found. <laughs> okay, read the phone call. What he actually says when he, I guess he's leaving a message. I don't know what he's doing. Turns out, it says, I don't think this was Axel. I think Slash did the dialogue. You just better start sniffing your own rake subjugation, Jack. Because it's just you and your tattered libido, the bank, and the mortician forever, man. And it wouldn't be luck if you could get out of life alive. What does that mean? What? And why is it in the song? What? <laughs> it's. It could have ended before that ever happened. It didn't. It doesn't. We didn't even talk about the gun noises. Uh cocking a gun Dirt, and he louder about than it. his voice during the verse yes in between every line i don't you're right you're right that if if it wasn't a cover song if they wrote this song and axel stepped off and somebody else sang it it probably would be good minus the phone call and the gun cock noises but that's just not the case. That's not the case. It didn't happen. And Axel is singing <laughs> over the whole thing. <laughs> I can't pretend he's not. Over everything. Uh, I wrote oh. for point number seven, I wrote, well, I wrote, I wrote point four was the solo's amazing. Point five was he and Slash sound like they're fighting, like they're each trying to get over the other. And then I wrote for number seven, I said, this is what drugs in the studio sounds like. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Like every... Yeah. Every second of the recording is somebody like masturbating. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like the audio engineer, the Axel slash Duff. Like everybody's just like not Izzy Stradlin. They're He's just not over exerting. Like the look at me. Yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. It sounds it's, like a bunch of people trying to get the spotlight. Which um, there are moments of their songography. That are brilliant, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Definitely the word. Catalog of their oeuvre. Songography. Their songography. Yeah. That they do all that shit, and it's perfect. Sure. And they do all the same shit that they did. And it just it did, ain't happened for me mm-hmm. on this one. Mm-mm. I wonder, I would really like to know um, why. Why, why did this even happen? Yeah, like what? What is it about this song that made them, of all, of it's all a strange the, pick, man. Of, I'm trying to look through this Quora to see if there's anything else about this song, but the next one is, is Axl Rose gay? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good question. Like, why'd you land on this? Yeah, of all, you know, they did this in a Wings cover on this weird. album. That is weird, and that's it. They they were the band that every year that went by they made progressively stupider choices mm. like more than most bands yeah they broke apart f- very fast <laughs> but now they're back together yeah Oof. it's not good yeah i don't know i'm, I'm good on that it sounds like bad acdc <laughs> which is hard to sound like <laughs> um i don't know if either one of us redeemed our songs 
to ourselves. I have a a new respect for both of the songs, though. Yeah, I mean, I do. It's the first time in years I've listened to both those songs. Same, totally, all the way through. Same, and there are things that I had wrong about both of them. Yeah, like in my memory, I was like, I thought I knew "Knocking on Heaven's Door" until <laughs> after the second solo. I was like, oh, I forgot about all of this. Oh shit! There's another three minutes of this song. <laughs> At least half of it's a phone call to no one for no reason. Yeah, I think both both songs stay unredeemed or partially redeemed. <laughs> yeah, the, you, the listener, can make the decision. Tell us, yeah, tell us what you what you prefer. Do you still think these songs suck? Did you never ever think these songs suck? <laughs> or d- C, what are either of these songs? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard these songs? <laughs> do you want to become a Guns N' Roses fan now? I hope so. I hope Matt's changed your mind because of the d- drum sound. <laughs> Duff and the drums. That's all it Duff. is. Those oh, drums sound Duff. crazy. Dude, they sound great. They sound He's... crazy. And kudos to that entire production team. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, it's not fair for them to get blamed for this. They no. did their jobs. Yeah, it's whoever. It's Bob Dylan's They fault. took whatever drugs they shoveled <laughs> down their nose if Bob and all Dylan, the money. If he hadn't like, wrote the song, this song never would have happened. Never would have happened. They could have covered something else that i can't stop thinking about dylan having to listen to this <laughs> yeah so there's a thing on this thread here that i'm looking at on my phone that says what did bob dylan think of the guns and roses version of knocking on heaven's door and it says he's never heard it <laughs> <laughs> that has, he's never heard it and if he has he wouldn't tell you that has basically. to be the truth <laughs> that's the gist of what that says and it's on the internet so it's got to be true it's true it's cora he's never heard it um i believe that i think that puts a pin in it man i think so too that was a great taste test episode yeah i hope test episode i hope it's it's given anyone every everyone who's listening an idea of of what's to come which is more garbage songs more garbage songs and more garbage deliberation (laughs) more more garbage songs more shitty arguments (laughs) about them cheers (laughs) ciao